Welcome to the Bringing Intimacy Back show, where intimacy is real. If you desire to intimately connect with yourself, significant other, children, family, friends, community, and higher power, then this is the show for you. We explore intimate topics, inspiring life stories, spirituality, and insightful tips on strengthening relationships. The show is hosted by Dr. April and her co-host, Coach K. Let's get this episode of the Bringing Intimacy Back show started. We share with you today the secret power to intimacy to create the life you love or love the life you create. Now here's your host, Dr. April and her co-host, Coach K. Welcome to the Bring In Intimacy Back Show, where intimacy is real. How are you doing, Coach K? I am doing amazing. And how about yourself? I'm doing great. Yes, yes. And I'm so excited about this topic that we're talking about today. Um, number one, I, I want to highlight that it is Pride Month. Yes. I'm so excited about that because I honestly believe that we should be thankful for who we are and we should appreciate other people. Absolutely. Pride Month is so important. It's, 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 we shouldn't have to keep having these months to just acknowledge different um, our differences. But having a Pride Month is super important because it does give an entire community of people a sense of belonging and just being themselves. This is one month where they can truly be themselves and not feel like, oh, somebody's, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, fearful. So happy Pride Month, everyone. Yes, yes. And I would love to say that they could all be themselves sometimes. But even um, when it's your month or whatever, um, stuff still happens. Uh, yeah. And stuff. It is. The, the ignorance of life still is a part of life, even when. It shouldn't be. But, you know, with pride, be prideful. And, you know, as an ally, I'm like all for it. Ain't no nice bright yellow shirt. I just realized that. <laughs> <laughs> I have a little red on, so that's good. We got all different colors. Yeah, so today's topic of parental influence on a child's sexuality, I think it's a wonderful topic because June is also Children's Month and um, Young People's Month in the sense of, yes, so I'm glad to honor that. And one of the things about this month, we are also um, the charity of our month, which is GSA Network. It is an organization that helps out LGBTQ racial and gender justice organization that empowers trans um, and allies and young people who are different in all of their different types of sexuality or identity. But it is a place that helps to make schools safer and healthier communities. A great organization, much needed. So I'm glad that we're highlighting that so that someone else can know about it. Right, definitely. So the, on this show, it's covering an intimacy back. And so one of the main intimacies that as, um, as an adult that some people have the opportunity is being a parent. Yes. Yes, yes. And we may talk about what, what does intimacy have to do with being a parent? It is actually so important of that connection with your children. Oh, yeah. And like I've said many times before, some of our very first intimate moments as a child is when you are 
laid on your um, mother's chest after being born. That's like your first encounter of touch and belonging and bonding and feeling. So if we keep that in the forefront of our mind, we will understand truly what intimacy is. Right. And just like you said, that belonging, because um, as children grow up um, in therapy, we talk about that attachment. Yeah. You know, how did it, it attach? How did a uh, person attach to their caregivers? Yeah. 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 And so um, on this show today, what we're going to really talk about is when kids are going up and sometimes um, it's preteen or teenagers and they start to um, get to know themselves and, and what they like and what they don't like how um, as parents, we can support that. Yeah, and under, being understanding and listening and paying attention are some of the easiest ways to be a part of your child's life and as they go through and explore um, any changes and differences that they may feel like they have. Right, right. And so let's jump right into it. I know one of the questions we got um, in preparing for this show is like for parents, if one of their children come out as um, or they say that they're gay by trans, sometimes parents feel like they fail. Yep. And I, and I even, I did a short live on this, you know, sometime back and it really, it really is surprising to me how much some parents place their own success on the sexuality of their children. And that's a lot of pressure on a child. Right. Right. And um, instead of understanding from the kid's point of view or for the child's point of view, and even just being um, acceptance. Right. And it's it's truly, uh, in my opinion, it's mostly attached to the external world. What are others going to say about me as a parent if my child um, is, you know, trans, gay, bi, or just not of the traditional way? And that is when you're putting everyone else before yourself and before your child that's hard to live up to. Right, right. And I would say it's from the external, but also I would say sometimes for certain people out there, it's also um, maybe they feel like it's from their religious community. Yeah. 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 That, oh my gosh, what am I going to do that my child is this, this, or that? And in reality, it's as parents, it's our job to empower, mm -hmm. to protect, and I don't believe anybody should be discriminated against at all. At all. And funny enough, I watched this movie. I had started watching this movie once before, but I, I watched it yesterday, actually. Okay. And it was a the daughter of a pastor. She was gay, you know? She was, oh, of course, keeping it a secret. She was in church every Sunday. And one of the sermons that her, her father preached was, you know, if you're gay... God doesn't like you. He's going to see you to hell. You know, all of these things. And so long story short, she ended up, you know, cutting her wrist. 
Mm. And her father asked her mom, like, why didn't you tell me that she was gay? And she said, because you wouldn't accept her. So that next Sunday, well, actually at her service, he said he had to, you know, take a step back and realize that you can hate the sin and still love the sinner, you right. know, air quotes, because that's what he called it. And he said, because of his ignorance and his just not seeing things from a full 360 view, now he's lost his daughter. Right. Because of his firm hold on what this word is saying, he lost his actual, his only child. Um, and that was a huge regret that he had. And I think that that's something that a lot of parents should pay attention to. And a lot of them feel when you have seven, eight and nine year olds committing suicide right. or hurting themselves because of adult pressures, because they feel a certain way or at that age, still trying to just figure themselves out. That's a lot of pressure on a child. Right, right, right. And like you said, um, suicide rate is really high among the LGBTQ community. It really is. Right. And um, sometimes they get picked on at school and a variety of other things. But then to come home and have your parent be a bully mm -hmm. or pick on you, it's like you have no place just to be you. And I truly believe on this earth, it's not for most of us, it's not our job to judge. Absolutely. It's just, it's either you can, you can learn to ex understand it right, or not. You don't have to accept it, but just go about your business. Right. You know, this whole big thing with Target and people protesting the store and wanting to, you know, because they had baby things with pride month on them that's not anyone saying hey you have to be gay or lesbian or you know trans it's just a celebration that's just like if if a white person puts on a black pride shirt i mean a black um history shirt does that mean that oh my gosh now they have to go and be black <laughs> right exactly exactly so yeah and i think decades ago um people were uproar when um, shirts and things were made of black people and when they started to have black dolls or whatever because yeah. being black was not um, kosher basically yeah exactly just literally being who you are who you were born to be and that's a whole another controversy in itself um, so you know being born black that's not something that I can go and erase. It's not something right. I can go change. Um, and sometimes the feeling that a, a, a person may have where they're attracted to the same sex or they don't feel like their external body matches their internal body, sometimes that's just who they are and they can't go and erase that. Right, right. And sometimes um sometimes with people or with children or whatever that's something they're thinking about they're not sure you know what i'm saying but it's our jobs to just support as a parent you know and you are not failing as a parent because your child turns to an alternative lifestyle right the, and like the, you said, that is not a failure on you and it's not a reflection of your parenting Exactly. It's how your child operates within their capacity of life. 
the success of a parent, in my opinion, is how well their child can survive in this world, succeed in this world, and live in this world should that parent perish and go away. And if that child in any capacity is in the LGBTQIA plus community and they are successful, they are making strides in their community. They are, you know, have a a family. They're making a good source of income for themselves. Then that's where you measure as a parent. Oh my, look at, look at what I've done. I've set this tone. That's just no different if your child grows up and becomes Jeffrey Dahmer. You know, his mom can't say, oh, my gosh, I created that. She set whatever bounds she set. And that's who the child is. Right. Right. (laughs) I love how you say that the success of a child, um, because I tell parents we are kind of like their first employers, but it's how (laughs) successful that child is to be independent without the parent, you know, without depending on the parent and also have good self-esteem about themselves. Yeah. Yeah. How did, how did you build, how did you build that child um, and self-awareness? Right. Because you can, you can give it to them too much and then, then they're not self-aware and they're just one of those, they turn into one of those adults that you just want to pluck in the middle of the forehead. Um, <laughs> but giving that child a, a sense of self, self-worth, um, a strong self-esteem, is absolutely how you would measure your success mm-hmm. of a parent for your child, not who they want to hold hands with or who they kissed or who they want to lay in bed with. I think that's, I honestly think it's pretty weird that you place the measure of your success on who your child goes to bed with. Like right. that's just weird. <laughs> you know, your child wasn't worried about who you went to bed with you know, before they got here. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It is very, it's very weird. And um, another thing I think is good is to also, you know, if you have a faith system, pass that on, but pass it on as a way for them to find what their path is. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Yeah. So I always talk about that inner spirit and people say, you know, even as we're having this topic, I got an email earlier this week about, um, you know, you say you're a Christian or Catholic, I'm actually Catholic. How can you be that and also support pride and all that? Because mm-hmm. I believe that we're each, um, how can I, it's not my point to judge. That's right. Yeah. Um, I know what it feels like to be discriminated against because it's happened to me. Yes. Yeah. And we have to, each person has to learn how to love themselves and love others. And that's what I work on teaching. Right. And to be honest, to ask the question, how can you be of this religion and still accept is just almost an asinine question. It's because as a person of of God or whatever faith or whatever entity that you believe in, as a person of that, it's usually of love and, and acceptance, you know, because if we all go by some of these, you know, barbaric ways or these, you know, small, narrow-minded box ways of thinking, 
me and you right now should not be on this internet having an intelligent conversation. We shouldn't be educated. We shouldn't be even holding down our own jobs. We would still be, you know, shackled up and, and working for dollars, pennies on the dollar. If, right. if we really think about it. So to ask that question would be of someone who has a pretty, pretty ignorant mindset. Right. Right. And so if your child is um, coming out or has these different things, one of the things I think you should do is to educate yourself about it. Yeah. You know, Absolutely. find some books to take the child to therapy or whatever. The point is, is you want to be able to be supportive. Right. And, and ask the child yes. talk to your children. Right. If you have a very young child that comes to you and says, mommy or daddy, I think, or I feel this way towards, you know, another of the same sex, or I don't feel like I should be a girl or a boy. It's okay to have an age appropriate mental leveled conversation with that child with just something as simple as, well, why do you feel that way? Right. That can't hurt anything. And what they're saying at six may change when they're eight. Right. But I can guarantee you, if you are, no, you don't feel that. Da, 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 da. If you're doing that at six, they're going to want to know, well, what is it about this? Well, let me look further into this. Let me dig more into this. Maybe that is where I should be. Mm -hmm. So. Instead of, you know, if you're able to be that support and you maybe both educate yourselves, you know, different paths because you're different age groups, of course. Right. Uh, then it could be something that, oh, I just like this person as a friend, but right. I heard these things, you know, at school. I didn't know, you know, what that meant. They could just be trying to figure out something as simple as having a regular friend. Right. I just, I'm just thinking, just asking that question. Um, yeah. Uh, what are you feeling now? How did you come to this? Can open up so many doors. Yeah. You understand? Yeah. Yeah. Because sometimes even when we talk about a uh, child sexuality, um, sometimes things have happened in a person's childhood. Yeah. Where there's been trauma. Absolutely. And just asking that question will allow a person to actually, well, I can talk. Because some kids feel like I cannot even talk to my parents about anything dealing with sexuality or even if someone touched me or whatever. Communicate to your kids. Yes. You don't have to talk at your child. Just because you're at the big old age of whatever it is that you are and you birth the child does not me make you the end all be all and say all of knowledge mm -hmm. because if we as the elders stop learning from the young and if the young stop learning from the elders then we don't move forward we stay stagnant in our in our spots and so to understand the community and that's that's why they have a full Pride Month. This is a month for you to truly become educated on what it is and what it looks like. It's not the things that, thinking about the 80s and 90s that we saw on TV. You know, right. it was mostly the drama comedies 
that we saw. So it was dramatic of what we saw. Learn what it is. It doesn't have to be the the pride floats and parties all the time. It's just someone's inner being. Our bodies, you know, just think of science. We can't project how the chemicals formulate in our bodies and what they may do at birth and how they may make us feel from June to August. Right. But what we can do is listen to our children, give them the tools and resources that they need to be successful law-abiding citizens. And then we go from there. We leave their bedroom alone. <laughs> mm -hmm. Right. And I'm going to also um, emphasize that our children are not many us. That's right. Yeah. Many people think that their children are going to have the same um, experiences, you know, as, as we do, but no, that's totally different. And in the sense of communicating, I know parents are out there, well, my child doesn't communicate. How do I communicate? When you pick them up from school, ask them how they're doing. They say, fine, 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 fine. Get into their lives, you know, start to sit with them while they're watching things on YouTube or on um, TV shows and stuff. And that's how my daughter and I would used to communicate. We would talk about shows and I was like, oh, what do you think about this? And yeah, that's how I was able to understand how she thought. Yeah. Same thing. Yeah. And that's so critical. Yeah. That's how you open up that that line of communication because eventually your daughter was like, oh, okay, well, mom's pretty cool. So, you know, if I have something on my mind, then maybe I'll just drop it on her. <laughs> right, 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 right. And definitely even sometimes bringing up topics, you know, to your child, you know, at an age appropriate. So at an age appropriate, um, I would bring up, you know, what do you, it's June. What do you think about Pride Month? Yes, opening, just talking to your, something as simple as that. Yes. Because you can at least get a gauge on it. And and, and it could be, and we had here in Richmond, um, there was a tragedy at a graduation. And it was my alma mater that I went to. But my children, they, they don't go there. One of them is not even thinking about graduation. But I still ask, how do you feel about what happened? And either, you know, one of them was like, well, doesn't really bother me. Fine, but at least I know. So if your child is coming to you saying, I'm having these feelings about, you know, someone of the same sex, um, then you ask them, what are those feelings? And, you know, when do you feel those things? Do you feel like it's, you know, so ask open-ended questions to your child so that you can understand the same way you were able to start understanding, you know, how your child thinks by talking about the, t the TV shows, asking open-ended questions um, that also gives your child a new tool to use in life of expanding their mind and vocabulary. Because mm -hmm. if you ask an open-ended question, it makes them, it forces them to think. You know, if I say, how was school? Fine. Right. Tell me what you did today in school. That's mm -hmm. a totally different open-ended question. Mm-hmm. 
because yeah. now they have to think and jog back. So asking something like, okay, well, when did you start to feel this way? What does it feel like? Mm-hmm. Now you're going to have, it's, and it's okay for them to process those thoughts because they may not have time to process those any other way. And that is that measure of success in parenting is not being their friend. So I want to be very clear on that because we're not one of their love friends. <laughs> But we are that person that's going to ask to understand. Mm-hmm. And understanding um, when you're asking a person, how does that make them feel? A person's feeling is their feeling. Yep. Okay. Do not say you don't feel that way. You don't. Yeah. Because that's um, invalidating. And you, what you want to do is validate a person's feelings. But to validate, you really need to understand. That's so right. if you, your kid feels anything, you validate it. You don't just deny it because then that kid stuffs it, stuffs it, stuff it. And when kids start to stuff things, that's when the thoughts of um, hurting themselves or cutting or whatever to release the pain. Yes, that that is so real. And for the parent that's out there shaking their head, like my daughter would never, my son would never. You might want to check on them because if if you're making that statement right there, mm-hmm. you're probably one that's boxed your child into a corner at some point in time, um, making them feel like they have to be a certain way or they need to be of a certain stature in order to be a part of this family. Um, I think that this is this is such a important topic, and I'm so glad that we were able to talk about, it, especially in Pride Month. And I do encourage anyone who, if you are a family member that's watching this happen with a parent and child in your family, talk to the parent and ask them because it could be honestly that a parent is just scared, and that's a real thing. And if you are a scared parent, it's okay to reach out to a professional and ask, how do I navigate this? I'm fearful this, I don't, I'm not used to this. I don't know what to do. It's okay to seek professional support for yourself so that you can be a support for your child. But I I do think that some parents just kind of cut it off because they're ignorant about the the whole community at all and so instead of trying to learn i'm just going to shut it down if i don't know mm -mm. Mm -hmm. it's it's crazy to think you know to say that your child is not you know a success in your eyes because of their sexual orientation is to say that we don't have any gay lesbian or anyone of the lgbtqia community in law enforcement as lawyers as doctors as teachers those are your success. These successful people that we see, successful people can mm-hmm. have any sexual orientation and their parents are just proud of them for mm-hmm. being who they are and succeeding in life. Right. That's where we should be as parents. Right. And I would also um, say ditto to that for um, children or young people who are come out trans. Because parents be like, oh, no, um, 
No, that can't be because um, you were born this way and this is what I want and this is your name and this is how you're going to be dressed and yada, 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 yada. Yeah. That, I think that that one is still like the hardest one. Mm -hmm. right. Yeah, yeah. And sometimes maybe a phase, sometimes it may that's be what the person is. But the point is to listen mm -hmm. and to try to understand and to see how they came about this and how, why they're feeling this and they feel this all the time or under certain circumstances. Right. right. That's an important one. Is right. it all the time or only certain circumstances? That's very important. Well, yeah, yeah. But when you shut things down, that's when people want to rebel. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. I can remember just back in the day, my mom wanted me in these little dresses, just how even, you know, as a person, you just like rebel. And to, to this day, I kind of sometimes rebel. But having that open discussion will allow people, will allow your children to express themselves and many times work through things. Absolutely. Yes. Yes. So, Parents, if you're out there and you're like, well, I don't know what to do, um, Coach Kay and I are definitely um, people you can reach out to and we can help you get the right resources. The main thing about this topic today is communicate. Yes. And when I talk about communication, it's not just talking, but using the most important, because we have two of these ears. Right. Yes. Two ears. <laughs> Yes. So anyway, if you've enjoyed this topic, please let us know. But we're going to take a break and we'll come back and let you know what's coming up on the Bringing Intimacy Back show. We'll be back in a moment. A must have for parents-to-be, first-time parents, empty nesters, and parents all around. There are infinite ways to parent a child, but the trick is trying to figure out the best way that fits you and your child. Create strong connections during pregnancy to not pulling your hair out during the terrible twos, navigating puberty and having adult conversations with your adult children. The Intimacy of Parenthood covers it all, and it is now on Amazon, available in Kindle, Audible, and paperback. Welcome back to the Bringing Intimacy show where intimacy is real. That was such a great topic to talk about, you know, because it's... Oh, it's um, with many, many families. And in, re in reality, um, LGBTQ kind of only represents sometimes less than 10%. Yeah, yeah. But many people are struggling with this. So I'm glad that we're talking about it. Absolutely. The, the DL community is so high up because not enough people are talking about it. So that was a... Very good show. Uh, I'm glad that we had it. And we have some more amazing shows coming up in the rest of this amazing Pride Month and Children's Month. So on next week, June 15th, we have Confessions of a Hollywood Sex Addict with Dan Harari. We have on June 22nd, Healthy Intimacy After Trauma with Bria Young. On June 29th, we have Going the Wrong Way with Chris Donaldson. And then entering into July on the 6th, we have Sex Doesn't Start in the Bedroom with God Blessy. 
All right, definitely. So this has been the Bringing Intimacy Back show. Um, if you like us, follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube, Facebook. We will see you guys next week. Take care, Coach K, and we will see you guys next week. Thanks for listening, everyone. Bye. Bye, everybody. Thank you for listening to today's episode of Bringing Intimacy Back, where intimacy is real. You can also find us at bringingintimacyback.com, LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. Dr. April Brown's seventh book series, Improving Intimacy, is now on Amazon. We'll see you next Thursday at 3.30 p.m. Don't forget to follow, share, and subscribe.